Welcome to the United City Church Podcast, where we think God is much less concerned about where you've been than where you're going. We really believe this message will help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Enjoy. So today I get the honor to talking about fear. And this word fear really... uh, it can, it's, it's a blanket thing throughout all of us. And uh, I can even say that I was a little fearful about two minutes before I got up on this stage. <laughs> I mean, know that sometimes there's, there is a healthy fear. But today we're going to talk about fear must fall. Let me tell you the reason why I love this series so much. The possibility is real that you and I can walk free of the giants in our lives. Now, some of you, when Patrick, Pastor Mitch started this series, you kind of took around you, and, and you thought, I don't have any giants in my life. And then as the series began to go on, you begin to look in the corners and the closets of your life, and you begin to see some different things. I want you to start realizing the things that are keeping you from experiencing the fullness of what God has for you. When you say, you step up to your giant and say, you must fall. So today we're going to talk about fear. And we've been in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17. And everybody knows this uh, story of David and Goliath. How many of you guys know the story of David and Goliath? I, I actually love this story. There's so many things before the story. And there's so many things during the story. And there's a, so many things after the story that begin to take place. And uh, I wish I had more time to really dig into all the details of the story. But we're really going to focus in on chapter, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11. So if you set this up, here's Goliath. Uh, the Philistines have been taunting the Israelite army now for 40 days. So every day, Goliath will step, steps out on the battlefield and he says, Who among you can defeat me? And he taunts the Israelites for 40 days. And they don't know what to do. They don't understand what's happening here. So in chapter uh, 17, verse 11, it says, When Saul and the Israelites heard this, so now Goliath is speaking. So when the Israelites are listening to what's happening, and they are afraid. And they will not step out into the battlefield. Then if we jump down to verse 24, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 24, it says, As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they begin to run away in fright. So there's two things that we're looking at there. First, they heard, then they saw. As we begin to dig into this uh, chapter, there's two things. First, the enemy, the Israelites begin to see, and then they begin to hear, and they were afraid. So those two things. So I must first remind you that the reasonable, there is reasonable and normal fear. And how many know that is a good thing? It's a gift from God. Otherwise, if I were to uh, visit the zoo and jump the fence and go and pet the polar bear on the head, that, and I didn't have that fear, that probably wouldn't work out in my favor, Right? So when we first moved to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, we were trying to figure out the lay of the land. 
and we decided to take our kids to what was called Wildlife Zoo and Aquarium in Lynchfield Park, Arizona. This was a great zoo. It wasn't very big. It was pretty small. Animals were uh, fairly close to you, so you were able to see them. Have you ever been to that zoo where the animals are like way far off and you can't really see them? This was a great zoo. They had one enclosure, this leopard enclosure, that was really cool. One side, it was, it was like double-sided, and then it had uh, uh, a opening for this leopard, and he could jump back and forth between these two enclosures, and then he was right above your head when he was coming back and forth. Really cool. And so we get to this uh, enclosure, and we're looking around, and all of a sudden I look up above me, and here is this leopard laying there, and there's two layers of chain-link fence, okay? And so, and he's probably, what, seven feet above me, really close, and I'm like, man, that is really cool. What if I touched him? <laughs> guys, this thought, it's, it's rolling through, guys, it's rolling through my mind. What if I touched that leopard? That's really cool. Not many people can say they've touched a leopard. So in all my wisdom, I took my hand and I stuck it up between the two, the chain link fenced, and I just kind of petted him a little bit. And he didn't do anything. I was like, that's amazing. I just petted this leopard. I couldn't stop there, guys. So what did I do? I turned to my, at that time, he was about nine-year-old son, and I said, Jake, do you want to pet that leopard? <laughs> and of course, nine years old, he looks at me, he's like, yeah. All right, let's do this thing. So I lifted him up, and I said, now just stick your hand up there and just touch his fur, and then you can tell you touch. So I lifted him up, and he stuck his little hand through the chain link fence, Guys, I kid you not, as soon as his finger touched his fur, that thing jumped up and swiped at the cage. Boom! And I just went, boom! I dropped Jake right on the ground. And I'm just standing there like this. Jake's eyes are this big. My eyes are even bigger. And I'm thinking, what just happened? And I turn around and my wife's looking at me like, what, are you an idiot? <laughs> and guys, I'm here to tell you that I won Father of the Year Award with that move. <laughs> that was amazing. Sometimes you have to have a healthy fear of things. <laughs> you have to have a healthy fear of things. Fear is a natural thing. It's not sin. It's something that happens to us when we feel threatened. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a, a spirit of power, love, and a good mind. Some translations say a sound mind. So it says right there that God does not give us the spirit of fear. Okay? Now, he gives us fear... Why? Because we just explained it. It's good to have a healthy fear of things. But he did not give us the spirit of fear. You see, some of you today, uh, you ever heard of something that's called Murphy's Law? So Murphy's Law says, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. There's some people that kind of live by that. 
Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And the great thing to that, guys, is just like David when he was standing in that valley and he was facing Goliath, some of you are standing in a valley today and you're facing your Goliath and it may be fear and it may be other things that we've talked about, but how many of you know that we have a giant slayer standing in the valley with us and his name's Jesus? So when David walked, Jesus walked. And when David picked up those five stones, and Pastor Mitch uh, alluded to uh, that, day, that Goliath had four other brothers, the Bible talks about one of his brothers, and then history tells us about the others. Uh, but I do believe that David not only was slaying that giant, but he was looking towards the future too. And he knew what was to come as he picked up those five stones and knew that he was going to slay giants. And then if, if you really dig into the word, that David goes after Goliath's brothers. If you look at the Bible and you look in history, he knew when David, when he was 12, 13 years old, when he slayed the giant, he knew generations from now that he was gonna slay more. It's awesome to know that we have a giant slayer standing next to us in our valley, and his name's Jesus. I believe that many of you in this room this morning have been like David. See, before David stepped in to the army and onto the battlefield to face Goliath, he was a shepherd. And the Bible says that he killed a lion and a bear. And how many of you know that, that he killed those bear, that bear and that lion when nobody else was looking around? When nobody else even saw and nobody cared, he killed those. And today I'm here, some of you have been trying to kill your demons and kill your giants by yourself. One day, God's gonna set you on the valley of life and you're gonna slay giants in front of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Why? Because you are going to exalt the name of Jesus. God is awesome. But we have to know that there's somebody else out there that doesn't want us to succeed and his name is Satan. See, in John 10.10, 10, it says the thief... The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And I've always um, wondered about this verse and done some research. What's the difference between kill and destroy? If he comes to uh, steal from you, then kill you, if you're dead, how's he going to destroy you? I think that the enemy comes to kill your joy and then destroy your life. Why? Because the Bible says where the, 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 there's joy, when you have the peace of joy in, in your heart, okay, I believe that the Satan comes to steal and kill your joy, and then he comes to destroy your life. So we have an enemy out there that is hell-bent on destroying our lives. So I heard someone say, fear causes more misery than all sin and sickness in life combined. That's pretty amazing. So I'm probably a little older in, in this crowd, and I'm, I'm okay to say that, but how many of you guys remember uh, uh, cassette tapes and even uh, 8-track tapes? Yeah, how many of you guys remember 8-track tapes? When I was uh, 16... 
My dad had this uh, 77 Pontiac Catalina. We called it the boat. And that sucker had an 8-track player in it. It was amazing. I loved that car. Baby blue with a white top. Wasn't convertible. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. It's just, <laughs> you guys are thinking, ooh. No, it wasn't convertible. Uh, and that thing was amazing. But I grew up in, in that era of cassette tapes, right? So if you grew up in that era of cassette tapes, do you guys, who remembers doing um, mixtapes? Okay, so I used to do these mixtapes, and man, they, they took all night, right? You had to wait for the song, and you had to like fast forward, and then you had to put the record button right at the right time as you hit that play, okay? Because <laughs> if not, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't any going back. You had to go, you had to rewind, and it, it, it was a mess. It took a while, all right? So I would make these mixtapes, all right? And, and I'm here to tell you that my, my mixtape was double-sided. A and B. Who remembers A and B? A and B side, right? A side, guys, for me, was Metallica. <laughs> B side was Ozzy Osbourne. All right? Now, before you go crazy, I'm not advocating for those bands. I'm just telling you, that was what's on my mixtape. <laughs> all right, I was, I was young and dumb back then, all right? So I make these mixtapes, and then you throw them in my tape player, and then you just crank it up. And how many of you know that, that these songs became the songs of your life, right? And they became uh, things that begin to happen and move, or uh, how many of you know that a song can take you back to a memory. Now, there's some songs that I listen to now, uh, and I'm like, man, I remember that song. And it would take you back to a point in time in life where maybe it was good, maybe it was bad. But you begin to have this mixtape and this song of your life. And I'm here to tell you that the enemy wants to make your mixtape. And he wants you to begin to get these things in your heart and in your mind. And if you begin to repeat these things, then he begins to say, I got you. Now, some of your mixtape may sound like this. You are not going to make it. This is too big to overcome. You might as well give up. This is where it all falls apart. We're never going to recover from this. Something bad is going to happen to you. This is never going to work out. God has completely forgotten about you. Don't even think there is a way through this. I wonder what other terrible things might happen. No one cares about you. No one is pulling for you. The worst thing that could happen will happen. God has abandoned you. You are never going to survive this. You should feel afraid. What if no one likes you? What if no one talks to you anymore? You are heading towards disaster. Think of all the bad things that may happen. There is no hope. There is nothing good in your future. Everything you work for is going to be lost. You're, you're going to be found out. People are going to know how weak and messed up you are. 
they're going to hate you. Your chances don't look good. This is the end of the road. Just face it, your life won't amount to much. See, the enemy wants nothing more than to keep you in a constant state of fear. And some of you, as those, those words begin to play, maybe a few of them rang true in your heart. Why? Because you've allowed the enemy to make the mixtape of your life. And you've allowed the enemy to put that thing on repeat. And it's repeating in your head over and over and over again. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never amount to anything. And I'm here to tell you, there's a giant slayer in your valley. And his name's Jesus. The enemy wants nothing more than to keep a constant state of fear. And if you're not careful, Satan will provide the soundtrack to your life. He will provide it. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 24, we see that uh, Jesus got through, Jesus and the disciples just get through with uh, Sermon on the Mount, and they, they begin to uh, go down and they get in a boat. And it says in Matthew chapter 8, 20 through 24, it says, Jesus got into a boat and his followers followed him. At once a bad storm came over the lake, the waves were covering the boat, and Jesus was asleep. How does that happen? How does that happen? Some of you may have thought this way in life. There's water in my boat and Jesus is asleep. So there's two things we can take from this. First, Jesus is uninterested in me. He's God and he won't drown. There's water in your boat. Jesus is asleep. And some of you think this. Jesus is uninterested in who I am. He's God. He doesn't care. He won't drown. Or you can think of it this way. Seems like Jesus is calm. That means I should be calm because Jesus is in my boat. Amen? I love what Pastor Robert Morris has to say. Fear is judging God unfaithful. Faith is judging God faithful. So how do we combat fear? With faith. We combat fear with faith because faith is the antidote to fear. So how do we turn fear into faith? There's two ways that we can do this. First, we must understand that the soundtrack of faith is worship. Your soundtrack for turning your fear into faith is worship. So we begin to move in that. About a month ago, maybe a little less, I decided on, uh, in the mornings as, how many of you guys have this routine? You get kids up for school. We got five kids. So it's, it's like a routine every morning. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But anyway, I decided to do something different. And in the mornings, one of the first things I do is I hit that Amazon Alexa. <laughs> and I try to be quiet. And I'm like, Alexa. Because I don't want to wake anybody else in the house. Alexa, play 
elevation worship. And I've put worship music on as our kids wake up. And I begin to, to pray and say, God, today is a good day. And I believe God wants your soundtrack and your antidote to fear faith and worship to be your soundtrack. The next thing is you must get a plan. You must create a soundtrack for your battle with fear. You gotta get a Bible reading plan. Guys, I, don't under, I, I can't emphasize this enough. You have to read the word. If you wanna give an accurate book report, you have to read the book, okay? You have to read the book. There's gonna come a day where you're gonna have to defend the faith. And it's coming real soon. You gotta know the book. Unfortunately, and it kills me to say this, but our generation is Bible illiterate. They don't know the word. You've got to get a Bible reading plan. You've got to get in the word on a daily basis. It's imperative as a Christian. Why? Because that's where you gain insight. That's where you understand knowledge. That's where you fight and battle the enemy. You have to get a Bible reading plan. Here's the cool thing. There's 365 verses in the Bible that says, fear not. That's a verse every day. 365 verses that say, fear not. You must put a soundtrack in life based on the word of God so you can have a song in your mouth so when the time comes and you're able to fight against the giant of fear. Instead of Murphy's law, we should live by the shepherd's law. And that says, if something goes wrong, my shepherd will be with me and will circumvent whatever wrong for my good and his glory. So as we close, I wanna end with this story. One of the most beloved and colorful sports personalities was a basketball coach affectionately known as Jimmy V. Of course, I'm talking about Jimmy Valvano, the coach who led the North Carolina State team to a national championship in 1983. Later, later he became an outstanding TV analyst and a lovable, wisecracking humorist. But most of all, Jimmy V will be remembered for his courageous way that he faced cancer. Just weeks before he died, he was honored on national television and his remarks to that vast audience showed us his heart, a heart that was not terrorized by cancer or anything else. Jimmy V said this, today I fight a different battle, you see. I have trouble walking and I have trouble standing for a long period of time. Cancer has taken away a lot of my physical abilities. Cancer is attacking and destroying my body but what cancer cannot touch 
is my mind, my heart, my soul. But even if it did, I promise you this, I will never give up. I will never quit. If even cancer gets me, then I'll try to be the best in heaven, the best coach that heaven's ever seen. <laughs> now listen to this. Jenny, Jimmy V knew the secret for overcoming fear. In the Bible, the apostle Paul expressed that secret in these words in Romans chapter 8, 37 through 39. It says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Some of you this morning need to understand, and I started this way for a reason. The creator of the universe longs to have a relationship with you. Sometimes I think we miss that mark because we get so busy and wrapped up in our life that we miss it, that we miss the creator of the universe is passionately and he's deeply in love with you. But yet we just say, I love Jesus, but we don't fall in love with him. So this morning, if, if you are battling fear, and that giant must fall, you have to understand that deep in your heart, your faith will overcome any fear. So as I close, I wanna say, if that soundtrack, if the enemy has, uh, and you've adopted that soundtrack, a negative soundtrack in your life, I'm here to tell you, change that to worship and begin to hide the word in your heart and seek him first and all these things will be added unto you. Thank you for joining us. For more information, you can visit unitedcityfw.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and even share with your friends. Thanks for being with us today.